And we're live and on the air. Here we go. It's Trying a different some... sleep, different vibes, different format, different entry. Trying something new tonight. How's it we're going gonna... so far? It's going good. Well, no, it's now it's still like the old show, because we're still not doing what we said we do. Oh, we're going to okay. tell so... you about the movie. We're going to talk about Peggy Sue Got Married. Ah, who directed it? Who directed it? Uh, a fellow named Francis Ford Coppola, who directed a couple of other movies. Yeah, you might have heard of him. This movie came out in 1986. Yes, and it starred it, it, Kathleen Turner and Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. and uh, a whole bunch of other people. Barry Miller, Catherine Hicks, Joan Allen, Kevin J. O'Connor, and uh, a guy named uh, Jim Carrey, who went on to do some other things. I heard of him, but, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, he was in Mask, that Peter Bogdanovich movie, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and, anyway, Peggy Sue got married from 1986. And what's it about? Well, it's about uh, it's about it's a time travel movie, kind of. Right. It's like yeah. a, it's about a woman who goes to her uh, her high school reunion and then uh, faints and wakes up out of a fainting spell in 1960 when she and was in, in high school. Yeah, and has a chance maybe to put some things right that went Does wrong. Does she do it? Does she not? We'll get the to the bottom of it. The is killing me. So that's what we're going to talk about after our incredible title sequence and right. after we uh, talk about some of the normal silliness that we go into. Let's do we'll it. We'll in a moment. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win and Matthew, and Matthew should win and Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin brothers talk about movies. And the ladies, I D A yo. Oh, the humiliation of that clip is going to continue for a long time. Well, you you know, you say stuff here on the YouTube and it stays there forever. <laughs> yes, it does. How are you? It's so good to see you. You too. It's great to see you. Uh, I feel like that new uh, intro that we did was fairly okay, considering we just winged it. We had no idea what we were we doing. We did wing it. Maybe we'll get better at it. Maybe we won't. I hope not. I hope we don't. I hope we keep it really rough, rough hewn. <laughs> okay an organic how's your week um we've been good uh teaching a lot two classes um at this point a week that won't happen for long classes are going well um this is my second re podcast record today we i recorded my other podcast uh rated p for paranormal earlier today so i'm a little bit like disjointed um i don't know what movie we're going to talk about you have to keep reframing it for me because we covered Carrie this week on a rated P for paranormal, which is the perfect companion piece to this movie in a lot of ways. So I'm a little uh, confused as to which one I'm, I'm actually thinking about at any you given know, I moment. Think, I think we should critique this as if it's a mashup with Carrie. I think we should just go back and forth between the two. Well, it is my, you know, double feature. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's very good. I like that. So two classes. Anything else good this week? Um, no, that's enough. That's, that's already enough. enough. I'm yeah. exhausted just saying it. <laughs> Pardon me for there's noise in the background. We have the windows open now because it's getting warmer and our street has become uh, a drag strip. Hot so, time in the city. Yeah, for yeah. real. I get it. What's with you? What's happening? Oh, you had a trip. You went on a you went on a uh, trip. Went on a trip. Went up to San Francisco to uh, meet with some uh, bar owners and influencers and talk about booze and pitch our booze to people. And we had a big party with about twenty five people. Where uh, it just went over like gangbusters. People were crazy about it. But then on, on the way back. Um, uh, with Mark and Bruce, my partners, we had to to stop in a town called Arroyo Grande, yeah, and uh, and spend the night um, at at was was basically like an Italian villa in wine country up on top of a hill. Oh dear! Um, with uh, this family uh, that own a um, they own a distillery there, the the Rosinski family. Oh, uh, this sounds like it could have been a very difficult time. Oh, I hope you had a good time. The, yeah, the 
the the father Anatoly, the mother Louise, the kids Alexis and Sophia. Uh, I have to tell you about. The, oh wait a minute, you know them. They're our producers. You're rubbing it in again. You um, first, you last week you had dinner. It was an incredible dinner with everybody. <laughs> And yeah. now you're going on vacations and hanging out? Yeah. hung out what? and spent the night basically making cocktails with their booze and our booze. And uh, a beautiful, uh, I, I think it was like, uh, you know, let, let's ask let's ask the girls to come on and uh, remind me, how many courses was that meal? It, it, it was endless. I, I think that it was a, a three meal course. We had salmon and vegetables and homemade cavitelli. pasta, homemade cavatelli, homemade wine, not homemade wine, but wine made by your father. Oh, seriously. Seriously. Just insanely good wine. And um, some wine glasses that I want to get. He brought out these wine glasses that they each hold actually a bottle of wine. <laughs> it's a wine glass that you can just pour an entire bottle of wine okay. into. So and you can then you can say, "No, I just had one drink last night." You're having a much more exciting <clears throat> springtime than I am. Well, gonna you're say gonna, it. when you get out here, you're going to be up there. I've been told they have many extra bedrooms where we can crash and eat and and drink and snore and. Uh, they have a great big screen they put up in the oh. living room. You can watch movies. Well, it's it, not might be, it might be a good uh, place to, you know, uh, convene and, and plan plan a season's worth of material at some point. Yes, and, and do the show from there one time. I, you know, I have seen the same five blocks of Brooklyn for two years. That sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And uh, you may notice, I don't know if you noticed my drink tonight. I'm trying this new thing. Have you ever, have you Look, had this? Uh, vodka is very popular. Many people <laughs> drink vodka. This is plain old water. Oh, what the hell? I'm probably dead anyway. I've uh, never uh, seen you drink water before. Are you feel okay? It's frightening. Are you, well, uh, literally, are you okay? I'm a, no, no. You know what, you know what W.C. Field said about it? Yes. I don't think I can say it on the air, but oh. go, go, go Google it. I didn't know um, you could say that on the air when the main event. <laughs> um, so uh, seriously, you're feeling okay? That was a that's a glass of water. Um, I've never seen it before. I'm just I'm just recovering. I'm just recovering from a uh, several oh. nights of of uh, uh, bars okay. where we we had to meet with we oh, had to meet yes. at a bar up in San Diego on Monday night with a fellow named Johnny Love, who owns the Blue Light. And when Johnny um, gives you a cocktail, you you drink it. You drink you drink Johnny loves cocktails, and, and then he was drinking our our stuff, and he loved it. And then we had to go to another place and meet with sales reps, and of course we had to sample all of this, you know, have him sample all of our stuff, and we couldn't let him drink alone. And then Tuesday night we had this big party with twenty five people who were interested in helping us launch in San Francisco and getting the word out. And then last night with uh, Alexis and Sophia and her parents, and uh, so I'm doing the show. And then and let's face it, you're not you're not 55 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, wow, yeah, no, I'm not even 61 anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, so uh, you're doing better. Jesus, you're weird, and you're the weirdest. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't keep up with that at all. I, you're you're doing better than I would be doing. There we go. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I would like to keep, well, actually it's not true. I was going to say, I'd like to keep talking about, um, other stuff rather than talk about this movie, but that's actually not true because this movie to me was such a strange and wild ride. Did you see it? Did you see it when it came out? I had never seen it. And, um, Somebody asked us a question when we came in with our booze, which is a fairly new kind of thing. And at one point, uh, a bartender tasted it and said, this is very good, but I have an important question for you. Why does it exist? And um, i uh, that's what I want to know about this movie. Why does it exist? <laughs> 
<laughs> but before you yeah. answer that question, my partner Mark says that Matthew and Alexis are underselling how spectacular the evening was. Thank you, Rosinski family. And he's right. It it could not be oversold. But yeah, why? I'm a little worried about the side effects. There, that's how I feel. Well, you're holding it together. Uh, yeah, you well, look good. Oh, thanks. Why? So, why does this movie exist? <laughs> why does it exist? Yeah, I think it's a weird hybrid thing. Like it, uh, you know. I, I feel like the people that wrote it set out to write a very different vibe of a movie like that it was a very different movie in a way than they had in their minds or something much more kind of commercial you know high concept and then mixing that with coppola's you know bay area filmmaker attitude and his unique kind of thing it was a strange hybrid of very hollywood idea kind of done by a creative maverick who doesn't really want to make maybe make movies like that. I don't know. I, I guess he did want to make it. He could have probably made any movie he wanted to, but um, that was my take on it. Anyway, I, I just, I, I kind of agree with you. I can't really answer that question. Cause I, I, I don't know the answer. It's almost like the best thing I could say would be like, it's, it exists because uh, some adults felt pandered to by, uh, you know, back to the future. Okay. They did a slightly more, they did a boomer version of back to the future, which was a pretty boomer anyway, I guess, because it was all fifties stuff, nostalgia for fifties. Right. I think we're, I think you're forgetting an important question here or important part of this. Do you remember how big the fifties resurgence was in the mid eighties? Oh yeah. So Greece. Well, Greece was 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 oh the play the move the, the movie. movie yeah yeah by mid eighties the fifties was the, the it was it was huge so this movie just fit right in but I don't think anybody it's hard to contextualize now yeah but I, I so I get that I get okay let's set it in the fifties and let, let let's make that the the playground because people are interested in that. But but in term but but I feel like I feel like this movie needed uh, an an adult to sit it down and say, yeah, all this screwing around you're doing is great, but someday you're gonna have to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. Like like did it want... yeah, did it like there was a part that made me think it's it, it not it's a wonderful life, but. You know, can she, can she go back in time and fix some of the stuff? I feel like nobody learns anything. Her her big epiphany seems to be like, I'm married to a jerk who who cheated on me, and I guess that's what I have to settle for because I can't change it. He do, I mean, oh. does he? Cha- nothing happens to him in the movie that changes him, other than she faints. Uh, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. <laughs> I'm very happy, Peggy. That's. I think there's like three different movies getting made here, or or more. I feel like the screenwriters had one vibe and tone in mind, and then Coppola had another, and then. Kathleen Turner wasn't the first choice for this. Maybe there, maybe that was like yet another layer that took it in another direction. And then you got Nick Cage, who was in a completely different movie. You know, well, he and, did, and he was prescient in that he saw how popular SpongeBob SquarePants would be. Um, not many people were that on top of things. I mean, that voice. Based on uh, on Pokey, apparently yeah. from the Gumby animated Gumby show, yeah, <laughs> which I don't really hear. I mean, I guess a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, the story behind that voice is pretty incredible. I mean, I, I, everybody hated it. The amazing thing was when I first started re- reading into this, I heard Kathleen Turner interviewed, and she's you know was talking about how much she hated the voice that he used because it's this incredibly. I'm sure we have a clip of it. 
Yeah, and that's just, is there a speaking clip where he's like, we just hear him talking? Because he actually sings better than me. Very happy, Peggy. <laughs> very, happy, very happy, Peggy. And it's like a real crazy voice. He commits to it completely, except it does kind of come in and out a little bit, <laughs> I've noticed. But yeah. um, very happy, Peggy. In a way, I kind of wish I had seen the movie that Nick Cage was making. <laughs> Yeah, especially um, if if he'd been allowed to, uh, you know, to turn it into the uh, the uh, wife murdering movie that he want apparently wanted to turn it into. Make her love me, okay? Feed me, charge me. Did he want to turn this into a movie where he murders his wife? Well, where he. Let's go down to the basement. Yeah. What what is going on? He breaks into her house in the middle of the night because he hears that she took a motorcycle ride with the Jack Kerouac wannabe in town. Um, the the James Dean rebel without a cause, Jack Kerouac. Passion. Fire. Yeah, that guy. And he hears that, so he climbs into her house with with Dracula Frankenstein hands as he's walking up to the house. And then he picks up a pillow and holds it as if he's going to, to, to smut. I thought, what weird turn is this movie taking? And then, and then he doesn't. And it's not that she wakes up and sees him and says, ah, what are you doing? He just doesn't smother her with a pillow. And then she wakes up and he says, let's go down to the basement, Peggy. And you're like, is he going to murder in the basement? Yeah. And then they just have a talk. It's true. It is. They have a talk. It's It's true. What what were the screenwriters? And we're left knowing that she ends up staying with the guy who's a potential homicidal maniac, but nothing of it. That's a very interesting analysis. I totally. I've got the hair. I've got the teeth. I've got the eyes. You've got the voice too, buddy. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know. Give give the guy a little credit. He's he's reaching for it, you know. I mean, he's doing uh, he's doing the crazy stuff. Everybody hated it. That's the funny thing. Kathleen Turner hated the voice. What I read later is that apparently Coppola hated the voice, and the studio hated the voice. And somehow, this guy who'd been in six movies or something and not really broken completely yet. Like convince them all to let him stay with this crazy ass choice. That hey, what's the fun of being a teenager if you can't dress weird? I mean, it either it either makes the movie for you or it destroys it. it it's really it's a really crazy thing. This character either is what you want to see and you want to see more of it, or you'd really wish he wasn't in it. Yeah, I I wished he wasn't in it. But then what are you left with? Uh. You're left with a pretty soft, you know, unspecified story about the 50s, kind of a love letter without any, without much of any spice. It doesn't even have like that kinetic spice that American Graffiti had, which I, you know, I just, by comparison. American Graffiti is a masterpiece next to this movie. Now, that being said, you know. Hold on a second, because we are talking about Coppola and we are talking about a team of really, really intensely talented people here. Yeah, making something that that is got a different flavor and that I think they're trying to do something a little bit different. It just maybe didn't. I I, I respect the attempt at this. Do you think time travel is possible? Uh... I wish it was, and I could go back and unwatch this movie. You are a grumpy. See, I think you're just grumpy. I'm and if grumpy it doesn't man. please, if it doesn't please you, you're just like dismissive. Dismiss it. And I, sure. I, you know, we have to focus on oh, on, on, on the on the movie is and pare pare it down. 
So you want me to accentuate the positive and decentralize? No, I don't. I don't. I just want you to be more specific about why you have this distasteful reaction, other than just ah, I just want to. I just wanted to sleep. Well, for the thing that you tapped on earlier, that it was three movies and it never decided which one it it would be. And I, I when I and I'm only partially joking when I say what it. Why does this movie exist? It's like what what story were were they telling? And I after watching the whole movie. I have no idea what story they're telling other than she got hit on the head and either really went back in time and and couldn't change anything or she had a weird dream. You know, they they don't give us anything when she wakes up, they don't give us anything to let us know whether there's no there's no Wizard of Oz moment after she wakes up. Would you like there's, your Twinkie now? I would no, like a Twinkie now. Thank you. I would too. There's no indication that that what she did in the past changed the trajectory of anything for for you you know they don't they don't plant anything that that the Barry Miller character got rich in real life because of something that she told him back then. Um well, it's got its own it's got it, it, it yeah, I agree that that part of it is not really almost it's non-existent, which which le leads me to feel like it's just not the point at all, that the point really is just about, you know, at a certain, you know, when when you've made choices in your life, uh, you can't run from them, you know, like it's it seemed to be that they were attempting to say something very kind of like not very happy news but not really terrible news just like be you know be okay be okay with your choices these are the choices you made and they're and and i think despite that cartoonish thing with him trying to murder her in a room which i felt like in in nick cage's mind was almost like a cartoonish aside that doesn't connect to the movie i don't even know yeah i mean there's a lot of that weirdness but i think it's also like him him uh talking about or or exp or expressing just the, like in, in extremes the kind of torment that a young that puberty is on people in love you know that that it it just makes you can make you crazy and feel like, you know, killing yourself or murder, you know, it, it's very a cartoonish example of, of that. And that's why I feel like it's multiple different movies. Like it, that, that choice, that scene could have made sense if it was like in a movie like miracle at Morgan's Creek, you know? Yeah. In a way, but you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just that it's too sentimental a movie for that kind of stuff to go on for me to get the sentiment that they're trying to get across. Right. What but if we, going on? yeah, that's how I felt. What is going the on? Whole movie. What is going on? But if we come back to her, you know, that she's the central character and she, she's the character who takes a journey in the movie. I give you our queen, Peggy Sue Calcimono. Wow. Um, I I don't know what that journey what that journey was, or, or or and we didn't get enough at the end after she wakes up to see whether or not she 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 learned that lesson that you said was maybe the point of of the movie. If you could do um, it all again, Grandpa, what would you do different? I'd have taken better care of my teeth. Yeah. Um. I did love that scene in the lodge. Well, I mean, that was that they were ripping off. They were ripping on Preston Sturges. Yeah. Just like, Grandma Strudel has kept this family together. That's why I felt like, you know, if it had been done like a Preston Sturges movie, Nick, Nick Cage's performance would have fit in there better. And and the movie would have maybe not. We wouldn't be thinking what's the point. We would have just had two hours of craziness that would have been really a fun trip, you know, through through her past. Yeah, I don't think we would have been asking these questions if they had found a tone that that made all these things work. But it seems like 
Coppola one in one way wants to make a very touching kind of like open-ended exploration of middle age sadness, you know, and, and, and say that, you know, you can't really, you know, go home or back, but, but you, but accepting oneself and accepting that, you know, your life is actually okay, despite not having gone this way or that way. I think a great movie could have been made out of that idea. We were like two stars in the same constellation. Then yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what did you make? And, and this, this really bothered me. Um, and, and what did you, the shot at the beginning and the shot at the end going through the mirror with the stand-ins for so, using stand-ins so that the shot could be accomplished. Do you know the shots I'm talking yeah. about? What bothered me about that so much was that it, if you're watching carefully and not even all that carefully, it's apparent that they're, that they're going through the mirror and, and okay, interesting shot. But in a movie where we're already wondering about the going through time and passing through a portal and going the, the, and questioning the reality and then using that shot and make at the end, I was thinking, wait, are they trying to say that, that that other life is still going on somewhere and that there's two paths that are going no, on. Was... I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that complaint. I don't. I felt differently about that. I thought I, I didn't, I don't think, I think that was like poetic storytelling. That was very like referential to, I know you hate the film references because no, I like, love this I movie's got to work. Don't reference no, another movie. No, no I love I love film references. I adore film re okay. references. So it's referencing but the like the movie itself still has to have its story that works. I agree, but I'm, we're just talking about the shots at the opening yeah. and at the end, which you were attacking, and I'm saying I thought were lovely, and I bought them, and I thought they were great, and I thought they made they made sense within the thematic context of, of the movie in terms of traveling through dimensions or time or, you know, um, I thought it was kind of interesting and it was an elegant way to do it and simple one -er, that was really kind of cool. And it, I at the time I, uh, it would have been less noticeably an effect than it, than it would be now. I think we, people have perfected that kind of stunt more now than they may have been, but right. maybe not. It made that's me angry. It made me angry. Yeah, well, you don't like art in movies. That's the pro that's the problem. That's I never knew you had a sense of humor. He leans into any artistic realm that, of choice, you start getting pissed off. That's it's, it's categorically true. We could we could scan true. it. I'm not I, it's I, not <laughs> true. I like it if it serves the story. If it's just I felt like it is never a good enough reason. I did I don't think you're right about that. I think it does serve the story. I thought it confused the story. I didn't think it, it, I didn't feel like it clarified it. It's not, a, yeah, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't like poetic flourishes of art in movies. You don't like that. You don't like thematic visual representations of story. You like the story. So when some, you, and to you, when somebody just does something because they like it, to them, they're no, doing that, something that's, thematically. That's not true. If it's a thematic representation of the story they're telling, I love that. But if it if it seems unrelated, and to me it seemed completely unrelated, it it raised, it 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 just it just seemed like an arbitrary choice to suddenly say, wait a minute, is there is she still stuck behind the mirror? Is that other life still going on? as opposed to purposefully saying maybe there's there are different directions we could take okay you took uh, this seriously you're a real blast from the past do a recut i think it's a little late <laughs> i think the dvds have been pressed already <laughs> yeah, what i'm yeah. saying um uh yeah just not it did it just bothered me all the way i just felt like it just kept taking left turn on left turn on left turn and didn't um, ever settle down and 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 
and communicate a, a vision. And 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 to your point that that I don't like that that I want everything to be nailed down. You know, I would I would take um, the movie that Sophia and Alexis made as as evidence that that's not true. The the movie that Sophia and Alexis made leaves you with nothing but questions. But you are a very hip chick. Yes, th- yes, I am. L- l- left me with nothing but questions about that girl. Was she a fairy? Was she not a fairy? Was that woman her mother? What was which one's uh, the mother and which one's the daughter? Um, but but I didn't feel, but I felt like the filmmaker knew the answers to the questions and was was giving me pieces of information for me to ponder and play with. And in this, I don't think they knew the answers to the questions. And curtain. At least we won't both have a miserable time. Tony's, for those of you who can't see it, Tony's hating me right now. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> um, no, no, no hatred at all. Uh, Take I, it easy, kitten. Take it easy weird because i disagree with you i don't like the movie any more than you do but i feel defensive of it because i'm disagreeing about the things that i liked about it so i you know i can i'm now i'm sure the things you like i didn't like in this movie and the things that i were probably completely separated even though we hated it as much as the other person did i find that interesting um there there wasn't really anything i liked about it okay well Oh. I mean, a couple of lines of this, I could drill my own teeth. <laughs> that there's a lot of artistry on display here. I think that it represents, um, you know, an attempt by one of the great American filmmakers to uh, to play ball with the, with Hollywood. And and um, the fact that it didn't work is an interesting historical comment on his career. Um, I think that there's some good work in it. Um, I think it's both. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, uh, you know, the beginning, I mean, this is like the beginning of him becoming Nicolas Cage in a way. I mean, this is before Raising Arizona. So, I know, and I, I don't know, I, 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 I love the, some of the cinematography. We've got, you know, one of the great DPs. We've got Jordan Cronenworth just, just doing gorgeous work, you know. Um, and I liked I got to admit, I'm not I'm not a huge Kathleen Turner fan, but I I got engaged enough. Get in, lost, you macho schmuck. In her thing that um. I I can't say that I hated this movie. I I I didn't. I just didn't feel like it. I agree that it didn't know what to be or what it was or where to go or what it was saying completely, and it wasn't a full experience. But uh, there were a lot of sequences I I I liked, and the stuff with Barry Miller I thought was really really uh really great you know i like that character and i and i liked the fact that um you know i'm not just you know trying to be a you know curry favor here but uh i like the fact that this was a female point of view that we were seeing it through and um i'd be really curious to talk to some uh some women who liked the movie at the time to say maybe we maybe there's something about it that i'm not getting story wise you know, because I'd be I'd be willing to to think I was missing something. But I thought it was risky to do it, you know, to have this in, in 86, to have this, you know, this movie that's completely driven by this woman's um, kind of epiphany. And, and Ooh, that's nice. I like the sound of that. And being just a movie about a woman's epiphany, whether or not anything changes, that's a very. I think a very acceptable thing to make a movie about. And I think Coppola could have made a great movie just about, yeah, nothing changes in this woman's life, but she reviews her life and has some kind of epiphany about it. Um, I would love to see that movie. I just don't think they completely were able to, to do it. Um, so I don't hate it. Okay. See, now I'm just really pissed off because I let you talk and ramble on about all these intelligent <laughs> things 
all these intelligent things. And then I start saying, yeah, maybe he's got a point <laughs> about something and I could, I could learn a little, maybe. No, I don't mean that. And I, I don't just, want to. I you want don't, to you leave completely... me alone. I don't like it. Leave, let me not like it. We're getting divorced, actually. Yeah. I, I think that That's you are. show's over. A hundred percent right that this movie doesn't work i just you know maybe maybe i'm too in love with uh with directors and and i'm fascinated by the contribution that they're making and i'm just i'm just interested in the mistakes or the misfires as much as i'm not when there's somebody as talented as this at working on the movie and a whole team this talented i i'm I'm just that much more alert to go, well, they were thinking about something. This is a room full of some of the smartest, you know, artists in production working together to make a movie. You got Dean Tavalaris, who is one of the great production designers. And um, there's, it's just, it's just really smart people. So I'm wondering well, you, like, if, if, talk if about it, this director, what other things he directed, he directed, uh, he directed Pelican Brief. Ah, okay. Wasn't Anything it the Pelican else? Brief? I think he directed uh, <laughs> uh, Bugsy Malone and um, uh, something else. Yeah. <laughs> Remo, Remo Williams. Remo. <laughs> I don't mean to come down hard on you, but I just felt, I just felt like, like, you know, let's know. give, let's give it a little break. Uh, well, you know, I had you don't a, want to. That's fine. No, well, and I had a busy week. And here, I'll confess something to you. Mm. I I w woke up this morning at five thirty, mm -hmm. um, after not going to bed until twelve thirty. Mm -hmm. After experimenting with cocktails with aguardiente and uh, and uh, aguardiente and uh, aquavit and lile and gin and grappa and uh, for a very long time last night and several bottles of wine and woke up at four 30 and thought, Oh God, I haven't finished the movie yet. I have to watch the rest of the movie. So, and Not, that's not I, needed, I, I needed a search this morning. Not an ideal yeah. viewing situation, no. then, is so what line, you're saying. Line, and everybody else in the house is asleep, and I don't know if, if I can get up and make coffee. So I take out my phone and watch the last 40 minutes of the movie okay. on my phone yeah. in the bedroom, and I and I hated it. <laughs> okay. Well, I could see, and the, maybe you know, know, maybe if we're doing um um a show, uh, critiquing movies and and discussing them in a, a highfalutin manner, uh, or or maybe even just a falutin manner, uh, I need to have better <laughs> viewing habits. No, I can tough. I tell Charlie Peggy Sue got drunk last night, young lady. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank yeah. you for your honesty. And so, um, you know, I appreciate maybe I that. Need, maybe I need to sit down and don't, like. Don't, don't critique yourself. What we're going to do <laughs> is just, we're just never going to cover films by great directors anymore. We're just not going to do that. <laughs> Look, Francis Ford Coppola is never going to hire me. Uh, that's, you know, that's short-sighted. Uh, he also has many friends. That's true. He doesn't And there are people that are in this movie that could hire you. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I do have to say that as much as I didn't like this movie, I, you know, he also has made movies that I think are that I worship. It's just in not fact, the ones one with ladies them. in them having yeah. stuff to say. It's one those, all the, the guys, the ones with the guys <laughs> killing each other. That's not yeah, and even, yeah. one of the movies that he made that I worship. There's actually a show on Paramount Plus right now about the making of that movie, a 10-episode series about the making of that movie that our brother directed four of the 10 episodes. That's true. That's true. I, 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 you've caught me, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet. So I, have I haven't to, seen it yet either. 
I have to get on that. I'm a cheap bastard. I'm waiting until I'm waiting till all 10 episodes have dropped. And then I'm going to sign up for Paramount, the the seven day free trial of Paramount Plus. Right. It's good to announce that that's your plan. Well, I'm I'm not breaking any law. They give you a, a, a free trial. It's just, everybody has a bit of a civic responsibility, though, which you're clearly happy. To no, we all do it. Paramount, it's Plus. Paramount Plus. I do my civic responsibility to Amazon Prime, to Acorn, to uh, to BritBox, okay. to Hulu, so, and to Spotify. No, I love you like I do. No, why I do. Okay, so what you're saying... After this is after here's my viewing experience. Uh, I, I had dinner, had like watched a cartoon, you know, before like before the movie, like you do, you know. Marvin um, the Martian, or had a had some had a seltzer, and then turned on the the, the fifty inch OLED, and just was like, let's go for beauty, cinematography, film. And the stuff that works works because it evokes that you're just kind of in the, in this world. You can't get any of that vibe the way you saw the movie. So none of the stuff that really does work about it would you have really been able to appreciate that much on a, on a cell phone. Literally, well, hold on a second. So you're you're suggesting that if I approach the viewing experience. Like I'm gonna sit down and watch this movie and open my heart and mind to it and see what kind of experience I have. Mm-hmm. I might have a different experience than if I approach it like, "Oh Jesus Christ, I've got so many goddamn things to do, and now I have to watch this freaking movie." Check this goddamn thing off the list. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Maybe um, I'll have a different kind of experience. Possibly, but I mean, irregardless of your mood, the just the delivery mechanism was not, you know it. All I have a nice all, phone. I have a Pixel 3. It's a very nice phone. You'd get out of Your it. damn computers put me out of business. All you get out of that experience would just be the plot. And that was the thing you didn't like. So that's what you're going to just sit there and see. You're not going to see any of the the kind of beautiful, you know, crafted work that's going on up there, really. Well, no, my, my phone has a nice screen. I held it very close to my face. Okay. Still doesn't work. Doris, why aren't you giving blood? I can't. I'm too anemic. Oh, maybe you should drink some of that nail polish. Might give you some strength. Why don't you come back and show me how? Okay, Um, actually, mistake on my part. I loved Ms. Persky in this movie. I demand a recount! (laughs) I love Lisa Jane Persky. Um, Was she the... uh... The mean the, girl, the mean friend. She was great. She was great. Actually, I love. I loved. I loved uh, uh, Joan Allen. I loved Lisa Jane Persky. I loved Cap. I loved her group of friends. I thought. Th- I thought there were terrific performances in it from many people. Me Silent too. Again, I did too. I'm just I'm, no, I did. I'm in so much trouble. I did well, too. Late, ladies and gentlemen, after the show tonight, Tony's gonna tell me I have to shape up and get, was, get uh, my life, uh, get my life together. I thought that was good work. There was, <laughs> you know, Barbara Harris was. It was interesting to see her. Yeah, she didn't do a lot of films. Um, no, Barbara Harris was great. She had the funniest line in the movie to me. I'm sure we have that clip. Oh yes. That's that's the line that I have uh, the piece of dialogue that I have uh, written down. Darling, do you know what a penis is? Stay yeah. away from it. Yeah. You sound like a maniac. I think uh, Elia didn't put the the penis clip in there because he he you know he thought it would be you look great for a course. Thought it he thought 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 it would be R rated. So Elia Elia stayed away from the penis clip. Okay. Um, regrouping that. He's <laughs> up now. Yeah. Now our producer is mad at me. So, um, you know, well, what is there to say about a situation like this? There really isn't. Uh, what do you, you know, 
Should you you, go... you don't have to like it. I don't. I didn't really love it, but I didn't. Ha- I didn't ha- have to do it like it at all. But, but you um, yeah. You know, uh, did you not like the stuff about the giant portable radios and the you know the stuff with? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, the, you know, there was there was a little bit witty. Um, I you know, I, then she goes home and she makes the pantyhose. And throws them under her bed, and that never went anywhere. Okay. You, the, yes. Yes. Very happy, Peggy. It's not about anything going anywhere. I think very much what the movie is saying isn't something that is very, uh, you know, comfortable. It's not a happy thing. And we're looking for, like, a, something fun and feel good, and it doesn't give us that. And I don't – I think that I just want to make sure – that's not why I'm that's not where I'm saying I don't like the movie. I want to think about that. I just want to right. make sure that I'm not going, well, I, I didn't get it or like it because I didn't align with what they were trying to say, because I think what they were trying to say was subtler than the kind of movie it looks like. And I and I and I don't think they achieved saying what they had set out to say in a way. But 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 I honor what they were trying to say. Okay, but do, what do you think they were trying to say? What I've said, which I think is be, is is a, is a, they were trying to say that you your life is your life. It's called Peggy Sue got married. You can't. It's right. not going to trivialize your life by saying you can go back and change it. Right. It's a time okay. travel movie for adults. Yeah. It's saying, wouldn't it be nice to go back in time? And you can do that in a dream, but it's still going to be your life. So. You see, I think that time is like a burrito, in the sense that one part of itself will fold over, and then it will just touch the other part. So, you know, maybe it's a movie about a woman who feels like she hasn't really amounted to anything, but then meets a kid at the reunion who she touched somehow, who changed and changed his life without really even knowing she had done it. Um, you fall into the hands of some madman with plans to manipulate your brain. Well, that's why I was getting a divorce. You know, I, I feel like that's there's a lot of things that this movie could be about, and that if it were, if it didn't have this kind of DNA of a Hollywood movie in it somehow, <clears throat> that if it had been more, more, if Coppola had done more like less Hollywood vibe on this and more of a Godfather approach, if it had been, you know longer I, w- I wanted to spend more time here like if it, if my feeling was it was it was propelled and edited kind of like a movie where there's going to be a payoff and a, and a point right if it had been an, another half hour long of just experiencing this experience with her in a way i think it would have been more in keeping with with the kind of movie it was which was more of just like hanging out in the 50s reminiscing about your life and maybe we just didn't come from that period you know but if the movie had been another half hour long i wouldn't have been able to finish it because they started making breakfast downstairs and i had to (laughs) well that part of the movie is hard for everybody (laughs) but i i I hear what you're saying and the movie that you're describing as the as what you wish this movie had been i'd like to see that movie me too me too. And the part that they got right, I feel like, was that movie. And the part that they got wrong just went way off from the movie that I... Who needs physics when we've got chemistry? Uh, they had to make a call about what universe we're in. Because you can't... I don't feel like you can have... I mean, even notwithstanding that he tries to kill her, you can't have these two characters inhabiting the same... Prof- profound universe this guy isn't profound enough to make a movie around so no and w- w- one thing was interesting was that last uh friday night i saw a production of our town at south coast repertory uh-huh and and driving there i'm of course thinking to myself oh great i have to see yet another production of our town and i sat there with joy in my heart and a smile on my face and then sobbing at the end at at this incredibly wonderful production, which um, interestingly enough, maybe kind of says 
that play kind of says what you're talking about maybe this movie movie was trying to say passion fire exactly i couldn't put it exactly. any better yeah yeah no but that your life is your life yeah. and and you live it and you don't get to change shit and maybe you better just really pay attention to it right and 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 watch it watch engage in the movie of your life the way you're saying you should engage in the movie right, right and not right. the way i engage with this movie which is <laughs> drunk right. and trying to get it over right. over and trying to get it over with right and also like a cool idea that that we kind of mythologize our choices in the past as these mythological events that happen to us right but they're the same thing you're doing now with your life. You're making choices in your life. You're not aware that one choice or other is particularly interesting or great. But if you have the viewpoint that 20 years from now, you might think back on this day and these choices you're making and go, you really could have done better. Well, that's not true. Ah! Oh, I'm so sorry. These pens are so tricky. You did that on purpose. I hate you. She yeah. was great in that. She was great. But no, I, I completely disagree with that. I am completely uh, master of my fate and in control of everything that's going on and what happens to me. I, I Sue got married. Case closed. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're the one, you know, living the dream and flying around to <laughs> places and hanging out at fire pits and drinking with fancy people. So I guess you're right. Yeah. Fancy, our fancy producers. Yeah. Um, you know, we were also made aware uh, that um, not only do we have a, a fake voice going on with uh, with Mr. Cage, but he wore fake teeth as well. Yes. Uh, movie did better than I thought. Grossed more money than it cost, which is nice. Um, yeah, there was also a lawsuit. Kathleen Turner got sued by Nick Cage. The reason I'm wearing this hat tonight is because uh, she accused him of stealing a chihuahua. And uh, he, he <laughs> sued her and said that was defamation of character. Yeah. And uh, the truth may never be known, but that's what happened. Well, he won, the, he won the suit. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. Um, did you recast the movie or or did you care I, at that I, point? You'd lost the li will to live. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I await with curiosity the wonderful decisions you made around all of the things that I'm supposed to do. Okay, well, our, I've kept. Well, the girl's gone. Let's play cards. Clearly, that's a, we're the Lodge brothers. We're in the Lodge. That's yes. our parts. Yeah. We need to go no further. Ilya understood that as well. So for um, for this, I want to recast it Australian for some reason. I want to go fully Australian because I think that the Australians would have understood exactly all of this movie and been able to make a version of it that we all liked. Right. Um, I'm thinking maybe Naomi Watts as Peggy Sue, you know, excellent. Um, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking uh, the, uh, the Hemsworth brothers, all of them in the movie, Liam, Chris, and, Rogerio, I don't remember his name, but with the three of them, muscle-bound dudes, as the three guys in the Mercutio, movie. Mercutio, I think it's Mercutio. Yes, Valerio. Yeah, uh, as the Nick Cage character, and they can fight over which one plays which: the beatnik and the nerdy science kid. Um, then we got Jeffrey Rush as her grandfather, as her as her grandfather. Uh, Jackie Weaver as her grandmother. Uh, okay. Tony Collette is her mother. Yes. And uh, uh, Rebel Wilson can be her sister. Uh, I just feel like this is... This is an Australian movie to me. This is the kind of... Would know how to make this. The, the right combination of absurdity and, and pathos and ridiculousness and and nostalgia and and poking fun at itself yeah if anything this movie might be a little over serious it might be it might be too um uh you know too serious for its own good maybe a little lighter 
Yeah. Okay. I'll go with all of that. I mean, what's Diner about? You took this seriously. You're a real blast from the past. <laughs> you know, Diner's not about anything. Right. But it's great. Like, you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. We're back in time and we're hanging out. I, um, Maybe it's just a little, maybe it's too serious. Maybe he's, maybe they're trying to be a little too uh, deep dish. Maybe that's what right. we didn't like. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. I think that's a good wrap up. That's, or is that a quiet way of telling me to just table it, zip it? <laughs> sure. Button it. <laughs> zip it up, fuzzball. <laughs> it's a quiet Think way. Of men like houses and trade upwards. I didn't do my job this week, and I'm feeling ashamed. Well, if your job is watching the film, then I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. You know, this could turn into. I could turn into a lot of those things of like on, uh, on on the Colbert show where he's interviewing the author, but he clearly, you know, you clearly haven't read the book. You've you've read the crib notes so that yeah. you can interview the author. Yeah. I could do the show that way. You just say like a lot of people. <laughs> That's that, that was, was you last night. That was me last night yeah. passing out like that. Yeah, very much so. Um uh, I will say in in closing, we've done a yes. lot, you know, we've done some dissing, some praise. I actually did really like the fact that this was a time travel movie that was just like, we're not, stop it. Don't, we're not doing time travel stuff. Don't just, she has a dream and we go back in time. There's not a, you know, there's no plot involving how it works or why. It was a fantasy movie and I accepted it at that and was really appreciative that we didn't have to sit through yet another treatise on how this philosophy of time travel worked i really like that about it but i i did want um bert lar and uh you know i wanted them all to come in at, at the they end were offered they, rules. Were they said no and you were there and you were there mm -hmm. you know i wanted all of that at the end and well, i they I, were, yeah they they thought that that would have been a little overkill oh okay um next week we have something really exciting no show at all no, we have a show next week. Oh, we do? Okay, I thought you were leaving. I thought you were like, the exciting news is no more. <laughs> poker night. Yeah, it's poker night. No, next week, uh, actually, I'll be broadcasting from our brothers next week because I'm house-sitting for him and, and babysitting our nephew who's 18 feet taller than I am. Not actually. Babies. No baby whatsoever. No baby sitting. No, no babies be sitting. But I'm going to be, be house sitting roomies with roomies him. with my nephew next week. So I'll be broadcasting from from Adam's house. Um, but uh, we're going to cover um, the wonderful time after time, um, directed by Nicholas Meyer, written and directed by Nicholas Meyer. Yes. And, um what wait was it directed by did he direct it he wrote it he wrote he the book it. he directed it as well uh starring malcolm mcdowell mary steenburgen and david warner and uh i have seen that movie and i love this movie are you gonna sleep through it this time when you see it uh, again i'm going to watch it with glee and uh sober and awake i love that i, and, I can't uh, wait that's gonna be incredibly cool and, and exciting and mr meyer will be joining us to talk about the movie it's i i really i really can't quite believe it's happening but um nevertheless it it, it seems to be so and then after that we're taking a break for a little while because my my june becomes completely crazy with graduations and recitals and things like that and a lot of travel Why I oughta... so let's be a little more specific taking a break for a little while we'll be taking a little summer hiatus a little summer hiatus between seasons we're finishing a season right Yes. We're going to and, take a little uh, hiatus while you do some work. We're going to regroup. We're going to plot the next season. Um, right. And yes. uh, figure some stuff out for what we'll do uh, uh, next season. And, um, you know, Camille says, mind your health. Yes. He says, he was, wants that, a, was that a threat? I don't understand. No, he said, no, he, it, it, the rest of it said, we want you around for a long time. Oh, okay. Yes. I oh, agree. Yes. Um, um uh yeah thank you camille i i'm gonna try and stick around for a very 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 long time 
Um, I, in fact, you know, I'll go so far as to say I'm going to try to overstay my welcome. Keep drinking that water. I like to see that. <laughs> okay. So join us next week for Time After Time and Nicholas Meyer. Truly yeah, weirdest. That was the weirdest. Damn The thing. weirdest. The pillow sequence. Unbelievable. All right. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.